Welcome to the Urban Wine Club podcast. Pour a glass, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Urban Wine Club podcast. I'm Ari and with me is... Foti. What's going on, Foti? We have a very special uh, episode today. We have a, 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 a unique and interesting guest. Uh, Foti, tell us a little more about him. Our guest today is Drake Barakis, a very well-respected businessman and philanthropist who's going to spend some time with us and tell us a little bit about what he's doing. I love Drake. We all love Drake. Now you will too. So grab a glass and join us as we get to know Drake. Welcome to the show, Drake. It's Thank you. It's been uh, an honor to have you here. It's such a busy schedule that you took some time with us. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Right. And, My pleasure. Uh, you know, Drake actually has some history with us. Um, yeah. We go back uh, a ways. I, I can't remember what year we first met. Well, you may have met him separately from me. I don't know. Probably because of our BC network. I met you at Mazet. Or at Mazet. Ah. How's that? Another Mazet connection. Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we had that one of our other segments. So 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, when yeah. this uh, great network was starting to brew. And as soon as you mentioned you're a Boston College grad, that's it. That's, that's, it. All, that's, that's all I need. That's, that's it. You're, you're already in. Sorry. Already. That's where they're, they're going <laughs> to bounce me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but since 2003, between the restaurant, um, we also had some involvement uh, growing our... GreatBoston.com business yeah, back yeah, then, yeah. And, and then through that we did plenty of events together, mm-hmm. uh, participated in many causes, raised some money for great uh, situations. Yeah. So we've done quite a bit with Drake, but you know, I think it goes beyond what we've done with Drake. Drake has done quite a bit that we'd love to kind of have Drake, you know, let us know what, what you're up to today. Sure. No, thank you. Thank you both for having me. Um, I've been, uh, you know, certainly, I guess, involved in all fronts. If you're going to kind of kind of slice me into different pieces, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm a, obviously I'm a husband, I'm a father. Yes. Number so one. Family is, uh, you know, family's first and foremost. And family's always busy, always yeah. goes through changes. Yeah. And you're always going to be a husband and a father for your entire life, you know, once Correct. you start having change. kids. So that doesn't change. So, and your, your, your one son is kind of my neighbor he's, at Tufts, he's right? A, he's graduating Tufts this, uh, this spring. So wow. he's the oldest, oh, George. So yeah. can, I, can I just ask a, yeah. a random question? Sure. I imagine your kids would be BC all the way, yeah. 100%, <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts. And when I first heard he was at Tufts, yeah. I, I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Look, I hope that's not a sore topic. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. You, know what? you don't have to answer anything. <laughs> Loyal, obviously, I, I take a lot of pride in, in, uh, in loyalty and respect. And uh, But you know what? Our children, uh, when they become adults or young adults, they have to start making their own choices. Correct. So, so that was all on him? That was all on him, yeah. Did um, you want him to go to BC? I imagine you did. No, nah, you know what? I've always had the... the you know, I've never been a person that would expect all three of my children to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, and first and foremost, I want to make sure it's the right fit. Mm-hmm. Correct. And it's what they want to do, and it's not that they're doing it because of dad. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Makes and, sense. and George was pretty, you know, he was pretty upfront with me at the beginning based on the type of things he was interested in, in doing in his college life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, BC wasn't on his radar, which was fine with me, actually. You know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, take it as a slight or you know, I thought it was a great, you know, he made a great decision to look at schools that he felt were good fits for him. 
Met it's worked out perfectly. Yeah. Local. Yeah. Right. He's, 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 around. he's still around. I mean, I'm on Florida. Yeah. I grew up right on yeah. the campus, and yeah. I love it over there. Yeah, it's it's a great school. There's yeah. no doubt about it. He's, and he's yeah. very happy there, and it was uh, exactly uh, the perfect fit for him. Yeah, nice. You know, but I did luck out. My daughter Zoe. I was just going to ask you. At least she's, have one. She's at BC, so she's happy there. She's oh, very nice, excited. Nice. And then we'll see where the youngest, youngest is junior in high school, Dimitri. Junior, okay. Okay. So he's starting to start to think, but he's he's got a ways to go. So yeah. Okay. Well, keep us going. Yeah. My wife Maria is fine. Again, families, parents, my sisters, my in-laws, my cousins, extended family. That's obviously first and foremost. Absolutely. It is. That, it is. That's always uh, a priority. Always number one. We agree. And then, uh, then of course, you know, we have day jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so on the uh, the day job is pretty much you know the real estate, commercial yes. real estate that I they work here at, um, and that's been that's pretty steady. That's going well. Right. Um, and then you know I spend obviously a lot of time on the philanthropy, uh, which is both you know secular, non secular, Greek related, non Greek related. So. Um, and just to quickly highlight, you know, my probably the two biggest uh, outside of uh, our community is uh, I'm, I'm involved, still involved at Boston College. I'm right. a trustee there, um, and I'm also uh, board, on the board of overseers at Brigham and Women's Hospital. Oh, very nice. So those are the kind of the two um, yeah. uh, nonprofits I'm involved with uh, outside. But everything else is all <laughs> within the Greek Greek American community. Oh yeah, that's that's some good times. You know, both on the church side, being involved uh, locally, uh, all the way up to national, through right. Leadership 100, mm-hmm. uh, involved here at the Metropolis, of course, and then uh, being involved in, you know, organizations like uh, like the Hellenic Initiative, which is trying to help Greece, uh, the National Hellenic Society, which I'm fortunate enough to be the chair, you know, which is more of a, you know, cultural focus, yeah. uh, maintaining our culture here in this country Absolutely. through programs and outreach. Um, and I'm also involved, uh, you know, with a college over in Greece that's actually based out of Boston, the American College of Greece. So, oh, yeah, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in uh, Athens. Athens yeah. Okay. Yeah. My wife is involved, which is nice because we have a good, you know good connection of all the, you know, her family is originally from Thessaloniki, so she's uh, she's involved at Anatolia Thessalonia. College, yes. oh, yeah. ACT yeah. Thessaloniki. So yeah. Yeah. So you can see why. Uh, it's an honor to have Drake here. You just listed a thousand things. <laughs> yeah. so to spend and that's a not all of them. There's, right. a, lot of, there's, all of there's a lot. There's more. To grab you there's for more. 30 minutes is a, yes. is, it's an honor. But, that's great. And I had a... Go ahead. I just want to jump in. But um, So from our perspective, we our generation um, was so tight in the Greek culture. I don't know if I'm just dating myself and I'm yeah. old or... Has that like completely kind of gone by the wayside? I, I feel like we're kind of like, like so enmeshed in American culture that the Greekness kind of like fizzled out. I don't know if this is correct or not, but I would love to get a perspective maybe from somebody who you know he's kind of yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm it. you know I'm second generation. My kids are you know we're all born here. My parents were born here, so uh, I think there's no doubt as you become more and more Americanized, as, as more and more generations of your, of your family become entrenched in the American society, right? Um, we are, yeah, there's no doubt because our, our, you know, vast majority of our time is spent in this country, you know, and it's speaking English, it's, um, so it's you know, the work, education, it's inevitable, right? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't exactly say it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, the wrong word to say it's been diminishing because you can see areas where it has been, become a challenge and, right. and maintaining it. And, but 
we're entrenched here. I mean, we're not a, you know, we're not in Greece. We're not a Greek-speaking uh, culture here. Correct. And so, um, you know, and the biggest change I think you'll see is not that we've maybe lost our own direction or, our, let's say, our Greekness, mm-hmm. our, our heritage or, or our faith. But, you know, we're, 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 we're marrying inter, interfaith, intercultural, mm-hmm. and so we're, we not only appreciate what made this country so great, which is a variety of different ethnic groups, but also, you know, learning to, um, you know, learn more about other cultures. And, yeah. and uh, so, and of course, you know, you fall in love, you fall in love, right? You're not, uh, right. you're not being, uh, Well, it's know. interesting because I, 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 years ago I had a conversation with uh, Metropolitan Methodios. Yeah. And the conversation led to, um, I don't know if he specifically brought this up or if it was within the conversation, but we basically came down with three generations there's going to be barely any, like, True. Greek. Right. Because you're Greek, you marry non-Greek, your child is half. Right. They marry non-Greek, it's quarter. Right. And after that, right. what's left? It gets diluted. And right. how, how do you keep them, yep. like, within their culture? Yeah. Yeah. I know for a lot of, of people, like, the culture is so rich and strong that even if you're not Greek, like, you could get, you know, sucked into it, which right. is how we used to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of people have been. You know, one hopefully of the, that's going to yeah, be enough. One of the, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of things I can respond to that. Mm-hmm. One is um, you spoke about the richness. And that's, I think that's, I don't say we've taken it for granted because I think we have a lot of pride here in this country um, and a lot of love for our homeland and what mm-hmm. it's contributed. Um, and that, you know, that hasn't been. I think diminished at all uh, because that's what has made us, you know, made us as, as Greeks in this, this country, um, you know, it's part of our fabric, part of our foundation, as well as what it's also contributed to, to the development of this country and the, and the modern world anyway. So we have, you know, a strong uh, history that we can look back towards. Uh, I think the challenge becomes is how do you maintain that and preserve it and keep it as a priority so you don't forget? Mm-hmm. And that's where I think where it's challenged. And it's challenged not just for us as individuals, it's for organizations, right. it's for yeah. the church. I mean, let's let's be realistic. You know, and you know, I'm in my mid fifties now. You know, when I grew up fifty years ago, everything was centered around the church. church. The community, mm-hmm. the yes. entire Greek community, everything centered around the church because we're still at a at a point generationally where we we had significant uh, populations uh, in major cities, yeah, and you really didn't have the you know the kind of the the move into the suburbs and the expansion as you did probably in like the seventies and the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, so the church was the glue and the foundation for a long time, but again, even as We've become more and more entrenched and ingrained in this society, and you get to see what else is happening around you. And mm-hmm. you go to school, and you meet other people, and then you go to work, and you exactly. start, so you you start to you know go go towards areas that you feel that would enlighten you, and and you know that it's been and of course it's you know and, and they've admitted it. It's been a challenge for the church to maintain, you know, the, the cohesion of the of the. Uh, you know, of our faith, you know, in our community, the faith is always there. Right. Again, the, the the Hellenism and Orthodoxy is always there, right? It's never nobody's ever shut it out or closed the door on it. But we, as we've developed in this country, I think we we haven't. Certain people have, certain groups have, but we haven't collectively made sure that it, it still 
foremost front and center yeah and you can still do that you know what even it, it, i talk to friends and a lot of my friends are you know uh are married to non-greeks uh married to non-christians um and the ones that are have successful marriages that are truly involved in the in the different communities sure. are the ones that embrace it are mm-hmm. open to it and have found the right fit for them uh meaning that they you know they can appreciate they can balance and they can teach not only their spouses, but also their extended families and their children, mm-hmm, that you've right. got, you know, if it's multiple cultures, you have, you know, benefits of, of uh, you know, a variety of different cultures that you can uh, bring together and not lose sight of, you know, I think, you know, when I look at it today, you know, and obviously one of the main, we talk about the church, right? And the church and our, our faith being very important. We talk about um, our culture and some of the things that we do, that, you know, the, the way we celebrate holidays or the mm-hmm. different uh, intricacies that we, we like to do. And we've also language, too. I mean, language was, was a lot more prominent here, oh, yeah. even in the schools, even yeah. in the American school systems. Yeah. Language, Greek language and Latin, of course, were yes. two of the primary languages. And that's kind of faded. And I think that's that True, behooves yeah. us as a community, community at large, to... To kind of you know bring that back as much as we can. Now in the day, the today modern day world of technology and so forth, it's much easier to do that on your sure. own. It's harder to convince a school system to you know because it, again, schools are doing what they see has changed in society. Yeah, right. the influence of Spanish has been huge in this mm-hmm. country, as the well the influence of of some minor languages like French is still a popular language here. You see a lot of now Mandarin Chinese mm-hmm. because of the population changes here. So all that is is you know the schools are adapting to the times. I think where we where some schools still see the benefit um, and where the population can help is. You know, I grew up always knowing that, and, uh, you know, of course, we ha- take pride in the Greek language, that, you know, you learn the Greek language, it makes the English language much easier mm-hmm. because of the derivative sure, yeah. of words and roots. But also it makes education much easier because, you know, sciences is he- science and math is heavy in, 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 uh, mm-hmm. you know, in Greek. Yeah. Um, when you, if you decide to go to college, right, you have to take the SAT. Again, it's a benefit to having the Greek language. So there's really no reason why we can't, um, again, the resources are there. Whether you want to find a tutor, you can find it locally or online. Whether you want to find an app, you can find it anywhere. Correct. You can even find, you know, in major cities they do have, you know, schools, some schools do have classes classes and so forth. Where, and again, this is getting to a bigger picture, where I think we we really need to... um, get much more assistance on is actually from Greece itself. Yeah. I mean, they've helped in the past in terms of sending over, you know, there was a time when a lot of Greek language teachers came over here to work. Uh, They've sent over a lot of documentation. But, you know, why not make it a a, a much more feeling of celebration and something that's, that's important to you as you're learning other languages for that, especially for Greek families, for that to be a part of it. There's really never been any type of national push or, or, you know, and it's almost, and I see it through my own kids. I mean, we, I realize everyone's different. We, because my wife is very fluent, I, I, I consider myself pretty efficient in, in, in the Greek language. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we spoke to our children exclusively Greek, you mm-hmm. know, the first few years they're in our home. Yeah. Because we know once they get out in the real world, mm-hmm. school, work, right. oh, yeah. friends, it's English. It's That's change. the primary language. 
So, but the fact that they have some type of foundation is important for them. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, and I think we've—I hate to say it—I think we've, you know, I think we've kind of discounted it to some extent. Um, I can see that. That we've almost made it a chore. Yeah. You know, you got to go to Sunday school. You got to go to Greek mm-hmm. school, or you need to take tutoring online. We haven't presented it to them as something that that should be you something know, like you get to do oh, instead of you have to. Exactly, do. exactly, yeah. and certainly families yeah, that are, families that are fortunate enough to go to Greece. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I was going to say going younger, to Greece was the only reason I maintained my language. Right, exactly. Right, you're, and that's the other thing is let's have a realistic viewpoint of this. Right, you're not a you, and I'm talking about Greek speakers from all over the world. Certainly, the ones in Greece are fluent because that's all they speak. Yeah. But the Greek diaspora, you have to have a, a, a you know, if you really want to be fluent in a language, mm-hmm. right? It's got it's going to be immersion mm-hmm. because as much as you and I could spend. Five, six hours a day, if we even have that, right. to immerse ourselves in our houses or yeah. in our offices to learn a language. That phone rings, it's going to be an English-speaking mm-hmm. person, right? You go out to the market, grab right. a coffee. Yeah. You're not around it. Everything's English. So, and, and where, realistically, where can you, maybe in the depths of certain Greek towns or Astoria, where you can <laughs> actually find, too, right? yeah. you can find a pocket that's exclusively <laughs> Greek. It's hard. So, I think having unrealistic expectations as well. And, you know, and I think that's kind of another area where we should make it comfortable and something that's important. It's an important legacy for us. But the benefits are clear. You know, the yeah, benefits are clear. Why learning that language? You know, not just because you want to go to Greece and speak to some people, how it actually can help you. You as an individual. As an individual learn. Right. And learn better. Yeah. You know? Never thought of that way, but. Yeah, very good points. So, and that's so getting again that we've talked a lot in a short time about you know the about getting generations involved you know requires a team effort it's you know, it's individuals of course families parents uh, but also the organizations that are established in this country the organizations uh, that are established uh, in Greece do you feel any hindrances these days compared to like the 60s 70s maybe even early 80s uh, is there any change in what's hindering this kind of progress, and would it be like all 100% financial, or would it be um, lack of, of people caring, or the younger generations caring? I think, there it's, a, I think it's a lot of different. I think it's a combination. There's a lot of elements. Because we, you spoke before yeah. about um, Greece used to help a lot, but they don't now. Is that Greece's situation that that hinders it? Is it like change in like how people come over here? All that's relevant. I, I think, think it's all, all relevant. I think all it's, 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 it's a combination. You know, there really, not that you can always plan the future and you can always map things out, but there really never was a, and maybe hardly any ethnic group has done it. I know some have attempted it and, and may actually have a blueprint. Uh, but how do you maintain, you know, the, 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 you know, that relationship between the homeland and this and the mm-hmm. diaspora and what types of things do you want to make sure that they perpetuate? I don't think there ever was a, a formal plan put together uh, by you know leaders in, in various countries, as well as looking at, at the Greek state and saying, all right, what do we need to do? We live outside because let's face it. Don't, let's look back at history. A lot of you know my grandparents that came over here in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, they left Greece for a reason, right? Right. Uh, they left because of better opportunities yeah. because Greece was going through, you know, just getting, just being, being, becoming independent, going from a, you know, a, a, a kind of a, a monarchy being under, you know, 
yeah. British yeah, rule to try times. to establish their own republic. Civil wars were happening. Mm-hmm. Then you had the world, the Balkan Wars, the World Wars. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of people that were there, you know, they heard of you know the, the, the you know the opportunities in this country. They yeah. left Greece, and, and unfortunately, there was no looking back. Mm-hmm. And then you had various waves post wars. You know, you had the waves in the seventies here that came over during mm-hmm. the juntas yeah. because of the civil war and, and the change in governments, and finally establishing the you know democracy and the so. There never was a, you know, and I don't think it was by design, it's just the way things evolved. There never was a truly a, a other than family and culture related, there never was truly a, a relationship, close relationship yeah. uh, at all levels, high levels down below mm-hmm. between the diaspora, various diaspora and the, and the homeland. And, the homeland yeah. and I think they're, they're seeing that now. I think part of it is the benefit of technology. You, mm-hmm. can, you meet somebody in Greece today, you're friends for life. Yeah. Because the technology. Makes it very easy. I meet somebody, you know, 30 years or 30, 40 years ago when I'm in Greece. You know, there were no cell phones. <laughs> there was nothing video conferencing, right. nothing online. So how do Even you... Even just regular calling. I, I can't keep... There's no social media. How can you keep that relationship and, and know what that person is doing, right? Now you can. Anyone that goes to Greece now, they got friends for life. Mm-hmm. Even if they went for a week. Right. You know, but anyone that goes abroad or take, goes on any type of immersion program... They are friends for life. And yeah. so you're building. So I think you're seeing, certainly in this country, you're seeing it's kind of the critical because you're seeing the statistics on good in the churches, right? And you're seeing that, you know, um, you know, people have left or have not, you know, not baptizing their children anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're seeing, you know, a lot of red flags. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of organizations as well as individuals are, are saying, okay, we need to do something. And I think at the same time, you see the Greek state, which is going through its own changes um, Correct. You know, you know, new government, new perspective, trying to be more openly outward correct. versus introspective. So, uh, which that, again, that's another whole other you know change in just how the culture of, of people live and work and uh, the simultaneous degree. So. all this change happening on both sides. Exactly. You know, as a culture here, you know, as you know, as a country back there, as a homeland. So, yeah. you know, with all these changes happening so rapidly the progression of disconnect is you know prominent now right and uh we do have quite a bit of organizations that work successfully independently right right well, right on that note i'm gonna give an opinion and i challenge anybody sure. to, to, to to discount this opinion right. but it's individuals such as yourself who i feel are like the the real like like Boots on the ground, kind of grunt, like keeping this yeah. alive. Yeah. Because honestly, it, I've been, my history is very, very deep rooted into the Greek culture here in America, yours as well, obviously yours, Drake. And it, it's, if we lost, like, if, if you just woke up tomorrow and you're like, I don't really care about Greek stuff, I'm going to focus on my, yeah. you know, every, my business and everything here, like, <laughs> the Greek culture in America would lose. A lot, sure. Yeah, that's you know, and it's it's the power of these individuals, and yeah. that's why it's it's something so amazing to me. Sure, and I'm sure everybody out there. Like, and you know what? So it's it's. I mean, let's face it. It's. I look at it as as, and everybody has this. Has this has nothing to do with with you know, um, wealth, financial status. Has nothing to do with really um, how you were brought up. Um, you know what part of the country you live in mm-hmm. it's all about and everyone has it that's what what's what's great about this country and sometimes we lose sight of it within our own families is we all have a legacy mm-hmm. right every one of us has a certain legacy 
that you can trace to somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when families are proud of that legacy and they try to find ways to perpetuate it, I think it, it charges the, it puts a, a solid, not only a solid foundation, but it puts a charge, an energy level into you as, a, let's say, when you're younger, you, you, if you're fortunate enough to hear stories and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, f- perspectives from your grandparents, yeah. and then what your parents, you're watching your parents and how they live their lives and what, what's important to them. And so all that stuff, I think, is it builds upon. And then, you know, the world around you has all these challenges and obstacles. And you, you get to see what's what's working around you, what's not working. And, you know, because you have the benefit of living in this country where it's easy to make changes, right? Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, to me, it's always been kind of, well, that's, you know, I have a legacy that, that was created for me yeah. by my forefathers. Mm-hmm. And the evolution was all from Greece. And I truly appreciate what they've done and what they've been able to pass along to us. Yeah. And I see that, again, as, as kind of a, as an obligation, so to speak, that that's what I need to do through my own family. Now, I'm also fortunate because my wife's Greek-American, right? Her parents were, were born in Greece. So we've got, you know, we're, I realize we're, we've become an anomaly, <laughs> right? But we are, you know, we have a clear path in front of us. Now... With our children, who knows what the future is going to hold. But we're hoping that, again, how we've educated them and how we've lived our lives and what they see through us, that they see an example. So even if they marry somebody outside of the faith, there still is a part of them. them. Right. There's still something that they want to lead, you know, something that they can... And uh, if your daughter married a BU guy, with that? Well, mm. that would draw, we got to draw a line, got to draw a line in the sand. No, that's yeah. too much. No. <laughs> if Greek BU guy, I can <laughs> um, uh, but, but again, getting back to your point, yeah, it's frustrating for me because I've seen what my parents' generation has done uh, in this country and, and, and what, you know, the sacrifices they mm-hmm. made and, sure. and the, but also the generosity that they have. Um, and it's not just here, but, you know, parents all across this country. What encourages me, and, and I feel probably even more pressure, which probably is a good thing, is given given the crisis that's happened in our church mm-hmm. the last few years, yeah. right? Given the the obviously the crisis that's happened in Greece the last decade, right? Oh, yeah. um, and how that's been perceived, it's almost like there's a kink in our armor now, and it's we we've, we've developed a chip on our shoulder. Yeah. And so, and I see a lot of it in my generation that, you know, and it's, it's great because I see a lot of people like me, you know, men and women all over this country that, that, that think the same way, that want to, you know, that this is a priority for them, yep. that they want to not only continue, do a better job in this country of keeping people connected, but also globally, you know, and, and, and pushing and getting the pullback, which we have been already, from, from you know, our fellow Greeks, you yeah. know, in Greece. And saying, you know, you, we we need your help. I mean, yeah, I know you're you're in you know in a, in, a, in a crisis mode, and you're trying to get out of a crisis, and you need as much assistance as possible. But we also it doesn't have to be just monetary. We need things f- for you to help us perpetuate as yeah. well. So, and I think that that bridge, so to speak, um, is much better, or at least the the, the you know the the, the Connection is much better than it ever has been. Still has a ways to go, though. This is yeah. not, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're going, we're going to have this challenge, you know, this is a challenge that lasts eternity, yeah. you know. But if we have that foundation built in and we have those connections that, that can endure and can be long-lasting, then 
you know, we have a good chance of, of again, maintaining that and preserving it and perpetuating The other thing which I, it would, I didn't touch on, which we all know, again, another benefit that we should be proud of for our, our, our ethnic group is because of that rich history and culture and the education, we have so many Phil Hellenes oh, that, yes. are, that are passionate oh, yeah. and dedicated to speaking about Greek history, Greek culture, oh, Greek architecture, yeah. Greek art, everything. And that is already, you know, it, it's established in our mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's in our it's in our lives. It's it's a, it's a major fabric of major cities. It's in major universities. It's yeah. part of the educational system. So that in and of itself is a very important asset that we have to continue to um, utilize but also embrace and empower. Um, you know, you have various levels of Philhellenes. We're talking about more of the academic ones, but you have... You know, you had the Philhellenes going back in history that helped Greece, right, through wars and so forth. Sure. Now you have, realistically, Philhellenes are the spouses, right? Yeah. Modern-day Philhellene is, of course, it's the perpetuation of the education and the academic world. But modern-day Philhellenes, you see, you know, many of our spouses that are active in our churches that are oh, non-Greek yeah. or that have converted and are, you know, doing other things. So yeah, right. that, they're, they're the Philhellenes that are also carrying the ball forward. And we need to be, you know, working hand in hand with them because they are, a lot of them appreciate the culture just as much as we have. Right. And they don't have any Greek blood in them. And it's yeah. a great point that you made you know? because, you know, I sometimes don't think of that, but well, it's a very true to thing. To Drake's point, the whole support factor, you know, being in the church and getting involved is also from my personal um, experiences that at some point, you know, you know, we were younger, single, we were part of so many events, we go yeah. out and then you get married. Uh, and then you start a family and then there's this moment where things slow down for you and you're not right. showing up to church every Sunday and you're right. not attending that event that you used to go all the time. Of course, yep. And you're declining invitations to fundraisers because you look back like, well, I have so many things going on. But if we really put this into perspective, if we, our parents also lived busy lives, probably busier than we yeah. did, yeah. right? Yeah. And they never said, uh, we don't have time for this. They always made exactly. a point that we're going to do this. Right. So then I said to myself, you know what, I need to also start thinking the same way, you know, make it a point to attend because if we don't, yeah. then how many of others out there that are unfortunately behaving the same way right. that are not showing up? So making that cautious effort will make a difference, you know, and to go to, you I know, mean, it all begins in the individual. Right. And, you know, going back to what we said, individuals such as yourself, yeah. Drake, are like such a big motivational factor sure. for all the rest of us to kind of look and see what's happening, what's needed, and yeah. everybody can do something. Some people can do more than others, but everybody can do something. Of course, and that's all we would need. Just everybody and you know what? To the, be... the, the, the you know, again, sometimes unfortunately, you need to have a crisis in your life hmm. to have a which translates into a wake up call, and True. to start looking at not the negative side of things, but what are the opportunities now that this creates? What can we do now that that we should have been doing in the past? And I think everything's light. I mean, you know, you've got, again, so early I realized that you've got, you know, new government in Greece that seems to be very open-minded mm-hmm. and, and wants to do what they can to help the diaspora. You have a new archbishop now who seems to be, again, very progressive in terms of knowing what's going on around him mm-hmm. and, and what, you know, what the issues are within the church and how we can do a better job. And then you have the, you know, a, a number of organizations locally, regionally, and national that are, are kind of been able to fill kind of those gaps and so it's going to again it's at the end of the day it's going to it's going to entail having everybody 
working together yeah. in whatever way they can and not, you know, trying to go back to where we were 50, 100 years ago because yeah. that's gone. We're, we're in a new, you know, this is a new world now. And so working together and, and again, having those touch points. You know, the other thing where, again, I talked about a blueprint or a map for the future. Um, that's another area where, you know, given the resources that are out there today that we should be, um, obviously not a map in terms of you, you put something in front of a child, but, you know, one of the, the biggest challenges in my generation growing up was not where you were at, you know, when you were younger uh, in elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really once you got beyond high school because, you know, the church had done a very good job of establishing programs to keep our families engaged yeah, up until college. Um, you know, whether it was on... You know, go your basketball or go your social cultural activities, Sunday school, Sunday Greek school, camps. church services, yeah, camps, camps, everything. Uh, Ionian Village. Yes. Uh, right. And then when you get to college, it kind of, that's when, you know, because of just folks going off on their own and having the freedom, that's where the young adult, you know, it's kind of, that's where you have a hard time right. keeping, keeping, Good happens point. to all of us. It's not just, yeah, yeah. even the, you know, that's we were guilty of it. I look back in my life, that was my time where I to me it was almost like I needed not a break. I hate to use that word, but I you know, it was time for me to look at doing other things. And yeah, yeah. you know, because I had grown up in the church, I was involved, Goya, Altar, basketball, yeah. and I wanted to, you know, I got into college now and that was still important to me, of course, but I wanted to, you know, sure. see what else was out yeah, there in the world. Right. And so things. that, you know, that part, you know, has changed because you know, again, because of mixed marriages and, and, and faith and so forth, you know, uh, not everyone now grows up through the church. Yeah. And so organizations need to collectively kind of put a roadmap together out there so that parents know, you know, where, you know, the, the different kind of trails are. Yeah. You know? Because the secular and non-secular activities out there, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and you I, should be able to, to, to be able to bridge them so they know that, you know, if you, if you, whatever path you follow, you're still going to be staying within versus losing them forever. You know, are they aware of, you know, Ionian Village? Are they aware of, you know, study abroad to Greece? Are they aware of, you know, immersion programs in Greece? Are they aware of, you know, a lot of organization that has... Young professionals, new leaders, all this type of stuff. Are they aware of that, you know, those opportunities that are there for them? And how can we as organizations make sure? Because we can't, we have to be outward looking as well. We can't, I can't just be focused on, on what my organization or the organizations I'm involved with do. Because I know that's not, a, that's not a path for everybody. Correct. Yeah. But if I know and I keep open relations with other organizations and I say, you know what, this person's graduating from college they're really not interested in what I'm doing, but I, I know they're going to be interested in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So let me put you in touch with them yeah. and, and let them follow that path. Mm-hmm. And it could be, again, it could be broad or it could be specific to a certain field of study, an industry, yeah, a, yeah, an yeah. area of interest. That's where I think we have to do a better job of, oh, yeah. of, of showing our the next generation and the younger generations that there is a, you know, there is a way to keep you engaged and not forced, you know, not force it through. You have mm-hmm. to do this, 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 and this. You know, there's plenty of opportunity out there to keep folks engaged in areas of interest. Well, I was talking to you know? Fati, uh, you know, ever since I had my son, I was like, it's so depressing to think that he's not going to be going to Greece like every other summer like right, I did. Exactly. Why those not? are the fondest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little difficult, but yeah. those are the fondest, most amazing, like 
I'll even say magical memories I yeah. have yeah. as 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 me an individual. And sure. I'm like, he's not he's not going to get that. Right. I mean, we'll go to Greece at some point, but of it's course. not like yeah. I went to Greece for three months every other summer. Yeah. It was the most amazing thing. Right, yeah. He's so not going to get that. How right, did I get right, him to do right. that? It's another challenge for you as a parent, but also the challenge for the organization around you is to make sure that they have, you know, the, 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 uh, what you call it, a full breath of products and services. I don't yeah, want to use, so I don't want to use a business say, sense, but have, they have the, the programs and, and the tools and resources yeah. for you to say, you know, all right, I'm interested, you know, example, okay, you know, there's Goya basketball. If you love basketball, you can go through basketball yeah. that way, right? Or, you know, I, I want to study abroad. Okay, perfect. You can study abroad to Greece. So there's different ways, you know, of, of, of finding yeah. different connections through various organizations. And for and, somebody like me, those would be key. If I could send him to a camp in Greece. Or exactly. To, just to, to, to... I mean, now there's, there's, there's um, you know, there's thematic stuff that's going on. I mean, there's basketball camps over there now that are bringing U.S. kids over. I'm sure there's, there's some of the soccer camps have come here. Like Olympia Gorse has a yeah, thing yeah. with the Metropolis. Wow. They also have a, a program out in Chicago. They actually have a, an academy. So... Locally, this you know you need to be aware of what's happening. And if your son daughter plays soccer, there's there's an opportunity. Again, it doesn't you can't force it upon them. But if if they if if it if it's something that they love doing, mm-hmm. sports, academically, whatever whatever their interests are, you should be able to find something, you yeah. know, a program or something that that has that. And that, that again, that will that in and of itself won't transform them because it starts at home. If you've introduced that foundation to them, even if you're half Greek or not partly Greek, if you're at least introducing some of the, the basics to them at home uh, through how you live your life, that if your child, you know, goes into school and, and, and loves painting or drawing, all right, what do you do? You pick them up and you bring them to the MFA and say, look at, you know, look at yeah. this is, this is stuff that originated back in our homeland. Right. Or if they love sports, what do you do? You take them, you know, Whatever you take them to a camp, or you, take, you know, you, there's plenty of things that we that we that are out there that organizations have provided for us. So it starts at home. Of course, it always starts at home. Education, information, yep. knowledge of what is available to right. people is a, a a key tool, I think, because, yep. like I said, I would love my son to be able to go to Greece often. I probably won't be able to go over as a family like we right. did, yep. but yep. these programs are out there, so yep. we need to get the word out on these programs. Everybody should know about them. Yep. And the individual uh, caring about his culture and, and doing whatever he can do within his means. Yeah. We need everybody to do that. And you know what? That. At the end of the day, there's no... And again, trips and whatever, there's no greater... I mean, if you're fortunate enough where you actually have families, uh, On the other Greek side. families here in the United yep. States, friends or family that you can you know get together a lot, and that brings families yeah. closer... But, you know, when they get to that certain age, you know, obviously now it's, it seems to get younger every year, yeah. <laughs> the social media age, when they're, 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 they become, you know, adept at using social media oh, and yeah. starting to understand it and communicating, you know, it doesn't take much. I mean, certainly, a, a, you know, going abroad for a couple months when they're in college or going to Ionian Village or taking an immersion trip, um, you know, that really will transform you. Yeah. And they'll make connections. But even if they go on vacation for a week or two and, you know, they're meeting. Oh, yeah. Meeting family, friends over there and they're instantly connected. Yeah. And so that adds another element. You know, I've got my Greek friends. I've got my really Greek friends. You know, yeah. and it's that's, really a feeling that's how you they can't learn. describe if you haven't experienced it. Right. And that's why I exactly. really want him to experience <coughs> it. That's your kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I, I'm assuming your kids have experienced yeah. that, which yeah. is the best thing right. ever. Right. Another thing too, you can't give up. You, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it's, like I said, it's not only it's not only a uh, you know a family ongoing family mm-hmm. you know challenge. It's a challenge for everybody, yeah. the community, everything. You just can't give up. You just got to keep. Again, you can't you, when when you you know your children get older, you can't force things upon them. But the advantage you have is, as a parent, when they're under your umbrella, under your control for, you know, the first 10, 12, 15, whatever years of their life, you can influence them by not only what you say to them, but how you live your life, Mm -hmm. how you... How you live, you how you're active, what yeah. you do, what you're involved and they'll with. they'll pick up on these things, mm-hmm. and they'll see that that's something important for mom and dad, or mom or grandmother or grandfather yeah. or yaya papu, whatever. And so you try to create as best as you can a foundation for them, and then you expose them along the way, you know. And so because once they're adults, you know they're going to start choosing the direction they want to go in. But if they have that good root, but if they have the good root, it's always going to be there. But yeah. again, you have to continue. It has to be. Even for me, I mean, as always, I'm always learning new things. I'm always finding new things. I'm always, uh, even to this day, I'm, I'm still learning new words in Greek, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, I, awesome. you know, I but try it's to, great that you that, that you're you know, so vested and interested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get frustrated just like everybody else. Everything's nothing's perfect, of right. course. Yeah. I mean, I wish things could be better, of course. but at least I, I feel comforted in the fact that what I'm doing, what friends of mine are doing, what communities are doing, are, are being as as positive and as um, Really efficient as they can, but we we still have a long ways to go. And all of us, which is probably not a bad thing either, because again, it keeps you motivated yeah, yeah, and it, it keeps you. But we we as a we you know, just two Greek guys are very appreciative for all the stuff yeah. that you do for our culture. Yeah, well, thank without you, you guys, it, it would be a much tougher battle. Yeah, and uh, all our listeners who are not Greek, you're now officially Phil yeah, Hellenes. Exactly. Yes. Right. Support the culture. Um, and then, even though you know this is a, a wine podcast yeah. that actually uh, brings interesting and fun guests, yeah. The last thing we want to kind of uh, bring to light from Drake is, you know, what does Drake drink? For yeah. Wine, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. You Your know what? I, I, preferences. Are yeah. You... Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Um, my preferences usually when I and I I'm not a big collector of wines. We you know we do collect things we like to drink. Nice. Um, um, I like really. I mean my. I like all types of wines. I'm willing to try, you know, um, different varieties, different grapes, Both different whites regions, and reds. whites, reds, reds everything, yeah. blends, everything. Um, Anything lately? My, that you're my go-to, my go-to has always been. I always like uh, really, really uh, full-bodied reds, yes. which yeah. primarily are cabernets, um, and as well as blends. You know, but I really like a heavy, a heavy rich red, full <laughs> yeah, rich, it's... full red wine. Where, where have I heard that before? You know, I mean, I enjoy. <laughs> no, at the same time, I enjoy. You know, when it's summertime and you're outside, I enjoy sure. a nice cold. You know, white wine, Chardonnay, uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, I, and I try. You know, I try again because you're I sure. tried. I tried it through you guys, of course, <laughs> through Forti primarily. I try to take advantage of you know the Greek wines and spirits yes. and. As well, you should and, yeah. and do that and experiment. And, and obviously, there's a lot of the good fact ones. That, and... You know, wine did originate in Greece. You right. know, that's a debatable right. um, comment. But yeah, I mean, we have a history of uh, winemaking, yeah. lots of great wines. Exactly. But sure. even yeah. as Greek and Greek Americans, uh, you know, we enjoy all wines altogether. But um, it's as Ed Drake has mentioned, you know, that there is a, a variety of wines that are out there. You can try so many different styles. Sure. Um, being adventurous you know, is obviously always recommended because you might, you know you know you don't know what you're missing if you don't try something exactly right? and that's the beauty of it you get to try wines you get to try you know 
anywhere you go, you can try something different. Right. There's always new, and obviously every year change things change. It's not you know you, you have a Coke today, it's going to taste the same <laughs> Coke next week, right. next yeah. year, yeah. and right. Good point. Uh, yeah. whatever. And so um, wine is great because you get to experiment, and uh, it's you know it's obviously it has some some health benefits for you as well, yeah, which yeah, is we, important. Absolutely. Too. Uh, yeah, we did a, a recent podcast you know? where we talk about wine and dieting, and yeah. It's a surprising thing, but there are health benefits. Yep. Never avoid wine. No, I mean, you could always do too much. Moderation of course, is good. Like anything else, right? Wine is good. Yep. Excellent. Well, Drake, we wanted to thank you for spending you know this amount of time with us. My uh, pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Definitely going to be out there uh, supporting uh, all the various different uh, initiatives that you have you're to. a part of. You have to, and everybody out there, anywhere you can, you know, jump in. It, it, it's only good. It's only good. There's no bad. There's right. no bad in supporting a culture. Exactly. There's no bad in supporting exactly. other people and other community. Right. Other humans. Yeah. All right. Well, thank, thank you, Drake. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. Thank you both. We'll see you on the next episode.